episode of death by nuance i'm one of two hosts Hodge. welcome welcome i'm dia and we have a really special episode for you today we're joined by dbn's first ever guest the one and only aliu what a treat welcome, aliu. thank you thank you for having me aliu is i'm gonna let him introduce himself but aliu is the infamous Twitter provocateur, contrarian, comic, DMV native, we all know and love, uh, infamous um, enemy of big tech. Today he's on DBN to kind of shoot the shit with us and yeah, have some fun. Welcome, Aliu. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, thanks for having me. I really, I really appreciate you guys having me on for this uh, monumental event. <laughs> It's NBD. So, Aliu, what's what's good? Tell tell us a little bit about uh, you know, how did did how we describe you fit your uh? uh I mean, I really think of myself as like a contrarian. I don't, I don't think I was like, I mean, you know, I probably was doing a little like trolling to like fuck with people and shit, but I don't think I was just like there to rile people up. You know, I feel like I was. I was always giving positive, like, energy out at the end of the day. I wasn't just a guy trying to just, like, stir shit up for attention. I was a, I was a thinker. I'm a philosopher, you mm-hmm. know, like a, like a, like Freud or fucking, um, you know, those guys. I, I'm more, so I'm more true. in that lane. I'm more in that lane. Such and such, so and so, you know what I mean? Okay, yeah, so true. In that sense, um... Why, why the anime, Abby? Though, if, um, if this is the case, that was just his medium. Yeah, I just like, I just, I, I've always liked anime. Like, I've always, I've always been like online. You know, I've always kind of been like a person. I like even even before like social media was big, I would be on like forums and I'd just be like talking shit about anime or just anything really. And, and like, no matter where I'd go on the internet, I'd always get like hella attention because i'll just be a guy who like i just talk shit you feel me and like i don't know it always it always just came down to like uh it always just came down to the fact that i was just like i was wanting to like just say whatever was on my mind i guess with the anime everything it just so it, it just feels good to like dawn and anime happy. it feels good to like talk your shit and there's like a drawing of like a fucking anime girl, girl with like horns and like sharp teeth like <laughs> like it's funny when you see that shit it's like a good juxtaposition i fuck with that mm-hmm. like you you come across that you come across an anime may have and saying nigga you're like you're like miharu would not say that word it gives you pause yeah <laughs> yeah okay yeah, so you you mentioned being on the internet s- since time since time can you like guide us through what what brought you to twitter what you were doing before then 
Uh, yeah. Well, Fortune, I mean, Reddit, your oh. first usernames. Yeah, I don't <laughs> even remember. I remember I I I had a, like a bunch of different usernames. I remember when I first started like really being online though, I was on like a those anime like power level accounts and I would be like you know I'd argue about like who could beat up who or whatever or like you know like just just dumb shit you see people do now like oh he's not beating Goku you know that type of shit but like you know I was I was just a kid like yeah I was just like a kid like growing up like before that I wasn't really like I wasn't really like a kid who was like I guess outside like that I you know I wouldn't like hang out with people I, I did have like friends I wasn't like alone or anything like that but I wasn't really like involved with like any like real bad shit like you know I just I I wouldn't like you know beat kids up again the fries for the most part I would just kind of be like you know just just a guy who chilled chilled in his room played games and shit I wouldn't you know I wouldn't really like bother anybody but like yeah so before that, like a sense of community then uh with people online uh yeah sure I guess I guess uh, I guess when you're young everybody's kind of looking for like that sense of like belonging when you don't like naturally feel it in like your own environment and like I guess I didn't grow up in like uh the fucking ghetto like the projects or whatever but like you know growing up I only ever really knew like black and like Hispanic kids I really know like any other type of people most of my like peers are all kind of like you know they're trying to be like a certain a certain type of like portrayal of what a like of what a black person should be or just what like masculinity should be in general it's like and we we don't like neatly fall into that you start to like take pause like you know damn maybe i'm just not i shouldn't be around these niggas maybe i should like go do my own thing in my room or whatever but like you know i always felt like I always felt like that I could always kind of like bounce between those two realms because I always felt like, I don't know, I I, I always kind of had empathy for both. Like I kind of, I kind of understood why niggas would like do they shit, do the shit they do. But I also understood why it's like, it's niggas in their crib just like playing fucking Sonic or whatever, you know what I mean? So so how, how old were you when you were first like getting on the internet and was it like a did you have any like was it like uh moderated or did your parents know mm, i mean my parents would see me on like a computer and shit but they weren't really like moderating like what i would do like like i would be like probably like when i really started like getting into like ethnic culture and shit i was probably like probably like 11 maybe 12 and that's when I started to, like, discover shit, like, you know, like, there's websites like, oh, shit, there's websites like 4chan, fucking something awful, Newgrounds, you know, all those types of shit where it's just, like, it's X-rated and niggas are just saying whatever type shit. So it's, like, I was just, like, I just, I was just, hey, I would just die, I would just dive into that shit. Like, I didn't really have, like, nobody really telling me, like, oh, this is bad, or oh, you shouldn't be watching this. It was just, it was just right in front of me, and it's, like, you know, to uh, my, like, my pre-teen, my pre-teen, like, early teenage mind, that's, like, it was, like, the the coolest, funniest shit at the time, like, just seeing people, like, say slurs or whatever. It's, like, it's funny. It's, it's like, it's crazy back then, but, like, it was always, it never got to the point where I was, like, doing, like, red pill like incel shit like i feel like i, I feel like i only avoided that shit because i was like black honestly <laughs> i was white. i would totally be like 
the fucking uh, incel, fucking Reddit type of nigga. Yeah, the the alt right pipeline. It's it's really it's 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 interesting because I, I like we only speak of it or like like generally parents and like almost in this like post alt right wave. Um, there's so much people don't know about it. Like we're talking we're talking about like youtube videos and twitter but there's like this entire like underbelly of like forums and like 4chan and i'm pretty sure there's like 3chan or something like different derivatives of like weird weird like yeah like like communities chat rooms i don't know and and like when you have i'm i'm not saying that it's like it's always gonna happen but when you have like moderately socially alienated youth young boys on these on these like um forums there is like a climate of like extremism that's that's bred and <clears throat> no no you're definitely right i also feel like when it comes to those type of things it's mostly like well it's up for it's up to the parents to like monitor their children see what they're watching or whatever but it's also like i feel like especially for like kids growing up today uh it's hard to like look at society look at the stuff around you and be like oh well this is okay this is how things should be you know and then if you're growing up as like a boy especially if you're like especially if you're like a a black boy it's hard to like have those type of thoughts like oh I want to be this I want to be that when it's like there are just so many few examples in front of you and the examples you do have in front of you are like I like guys who are just so like, who just feel so far away. Like, like, yeah, sure, I could be the next Jay Z, but like, what are the chances of that? Like, there's so many guys who had like the exact situation Jay Z was in, but like, most of them ended up dead or they were in jail or something like that. It didn't really, it didn't really pan out like that Cinderella story way. So it's like, you have a bunch of kids who like they're told that they can like. They can do anything and like they can be anything, but then like they see the reality, like they know that they can't. They know at the end there's always gonna be like the majority of us are gonna be average. Well, that's not a bad thing, but it is kind of it kind of hurts to like, you know, once that sets in, it's hard to like let that go. You feel like something has been like taken away from you, but in like in reality, that's just always been how it's you know how it's always been been how it's always been structured because. We can't have a society where everybody wins,、mm-hmm. uh, at least under like you know, I guess the capitalist systems we live in, we live through right now at this very moment. We have to, there has to be sacrifices, and like the sacrifices have to be like the vast majority of us. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's really interesting. I feel like the internet. I can kind of relate in a way because the internet was like a way to build community. Where there was like an absence of that, and、um, yeah, do you feel like in general this was very formative to you and like your sense of humor and like how you engage on the internet? Uh, yeah, for sure. I think I think it just made me like、uh, more susceptible to like edgier shit. Like I don't really. I probably don't have like the same reaction to like jokes that other people would, if they were to hear it. Even if I do agree, like that's offensive or some shit, I probably wouldn't like blow up about it. I'd probably be like, you know, nigga, you can't say shit like that. It's twenty twenty two. You feel me? Like I, I ain't gonna. Yeah. 
I ain't gonna hunt you down for it, but it's like, bro, you, you can't say that shit. But, you know, I feel like my per- personally, I guess my philosophy is that, is that like everything, everything can, everything and anything can be put in like a humorous light. You know what I mean? Because like life itself is just kind of like strange and absurd. Like the everything we go through, everything we do is just kind of like, when you look at it, when you step back and you take a look at it, it's it's ridiculous, like, the shit we do. Like, even the most, like, gruesome, like, stupid shit that you see people do in the news, it's like, why would anybody do that? But, like, you can laugh about that shit because it's, like, you know, it's just, it's it's a part of life that there's, there's always, like, that sense of, like, insanity and shit that, like, you know, that most people shouldn't be doing. But, you know, it happens anyway. So it's like. It's absurdism. Yeah. This like yeah. Existential... Yeah. So it, so it, yeah, exactly. So it's like when you have you have all these things and it's like, of course, like people shouldn't be. T- of course, if like some shit happens to you, it's terrible. It's sad. Or if some shit happens to somebody, you know, it's terrible. It's sad. But like. At the same the time. Yeah. yeah. At the same time, it's just like it's all kind of part of the part of the game man it's all kind of part of the way that part of the, the circus way the engines wheel yeah the way the engines turn but <laughs> the game of life no this yeah, is really interesting game of life, bro. this is really Real interesting life. within the context of like post-modernity um I, I it's just i was wondering like maybe people who maybe these people who have exposure to these most like reactionary fringe extreme sectors of you know politics or humor become better adjusted in long term to like existing in in like this day and age perhaps because they have um they can they can moderate these extremities better like they 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 know not to become quote-unquote triggered at the slightest offense they know that this like emotionality of like politics is a farce it's being like tactically utilized to get them to have one reaction or the other in this sense i think maybe people who do kind of go through this and have exposure rather than just being totally shielded from it are more well adjusted i guess yeah yeah i definitely feel you on that but i feel like that can also like, if, if they make their way out yeah if they make yeah their way yeah out. That, that's the thing you kind of have to make your way out of that pipe because because sure like maybe fucking misogynistic jokes don't offend you because you're fucking you're fucking based and you're red pilled or whatever but like as soon as somebody's like there's there's a there's a fat girl in the new lord of the rings movie everybody's like yo i'm gonna kill myself you know what i'm saying like <laughs> there's like there's like different extreme there's like different yeah. different like extremes to it and people find themselves getting like they find themselves in between like the other you know and and, and it's crazy like you see like the lord of the rings shit and it's like everybody you, there's like a vocal minority of people who are like this isn't what they what what's like should be happening because there's like a woman and black oh, people the, di- the diversity casting yeah, yeah yeah and it's also like and it's like you know these companies are doing it purely because they know they'll get the, this reaction. It's like clockwork. You see it every time they release something new, they make 
they they release something new that's a remake of some other shit or a prequel or whatever. They make certain characters, you know, minorities, and they shell it out. The, 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 everybody's mad at the trailer. They're like, "What the fuck? Why are there, why are there niggas in Star Wars?" You know, it, it's all it's all like a, it's all like a marketing ploy. But you know, the, I think the issue is like people are so like obsessed with media. People really define themselves by like the media they consume rather than their like mm-hmm. their their actions their environment mm-hmm. it's like the shit they watch that's what really like makes them so that's, whenever that's, that's yeah go ahead. like uh, yeah there's like a this is hyper reality we've become embedded in hyper reality so much so that like the material is abstract and what is abstract is what has consequence is what like whatever that's why people get so their panties in a bunch over diversity casting yeah, it's really interesting. Yeah, yeah. Nah, it's it's it's, it's fucking crazy to me. It's just like, cause I, I'm kind of at the point where it's like it takes a lot for me to actually like give a shit about whatever like media product is coming out. That if it's not black enough or it's not like, you know, I I don't I don't really care. Like that's not type of the, that's not the type of representation I'm looking for, and like media i could care less about what's going on the next like netflix streaming platform or whatever but it's crazy to watch how many like how many people it does affect and it's like at some at to some extent you got to look at it and be like you know well representation representation does matter it does matter to like be able to watch a tv show that has people like you in it or fucking see people like you being excelling at athletics or some shit you know shit like that but like it it really makes you wonder like where's that like that bridge between this is this is the representation we need versus like if we don't have this we're somehow being like something's being taken away from us because i don't me personally, I don't care if there are black people in France because France sucks. Like that's not a good show. Like, it gives, it's good. It's good that it's good that black people don't have that in their fucking wheelhouse. That we were like that there were like any black people on Friends. But you know, you talk to some people, they're like, "Yeah, well, that's racist bullshit." But it's like you know, I guess you can say it is racist bullshit because it's like it's ridiculous to not have any like black people and, and your show takes part in new york but it's like that's how the in the 90s yeah. yeah it's like that's how the cookie crumbles though it's like you know what i'm i'm glad it's one of the things you can look back and be like okay well this is this is good it's like it's like kanye said kanye said friends sucks friends i've never seen an episode of that but i saw i saw and I, I would like catch glimpses of it on like channel five when i was younger and i would always be like this sucks yeah it's bullshit day, sitcom yeah <laughs> no, nah but nah but keep keep it keep it 100 though bro when uh I, I that one show uh seinfeld bro i gave that shit a chance fucking hilarious but they weren't <laughs> white they, listen ellie they weren't white they were jewish <laughs> Uh, that's true. That's true. No, that's representation. True. That's true. That's <laughs> okay, true. I'm kidding. That's true. No, okay, listen. <laughs> what I was going to say was um, I think people are also like on the topic of diversity casting. This has been going on with Game of Thrones. So they, they just recently did a Game of Thrones reboot. 
and I mean there's like Asian people there's black people not in this traditional sense that was in Game of Thrones in this like where where like it was weaved into the lore or whatever like they came from this I forget the name but they they had a history they had a lineage you know the black people were pirates and like you know they they did the arab-esque people were like valyrian or what have you it just made sense contextually there was like a geo like structure but now what they're doing with house house of the dragon house of dragons i don't know it's i really don't like it it's it's a really shitty show you can see they're doing this from two angles they're trying to push this like weird feminist arc while also doing this like cheap diversity casting in the sense that it's not thoughtful it's not tactical it's like okay well we're just gonna put poc in these positions this person it's lazy it's lazy and if anything it's offensive it's offensive not in the like oh this representation like getting in a hissy fit over like seeing you know, this, this just being embedded in the hyper reality and forcing, you know, I just mean this in the sense that um, you could have a very meaningful and substantive incorporation of people of color within your show and not have it be this like tokenist prop that, you know, look at how we have br- black and brown faces. And this is my issue with this whole black and brown bodies thing as well. It's it's so dehumanizing and abstracting. Mm. Yeah, no, I definitely feel you that. I feel I feel like a lot of it is just kind of, like I said, it's, a, it's basically a marketing ploy. They're not really thinking about, like, is this a type of, like, does this writing, like, does, this, does the writing within this show, like, make the characters feel real and not their, like, you know, the, 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 do these characters feel real? Like that that's always a question that should be that you should be asking like writing or making any type of like show or whatever. But it's that but when it comes to that, they're just they're mostly just checking boxes because they know one, it will create outrage. And with the outrage, that's just gonna bring more like views, more people are gonna just watch it just so they can be like, this fucking sucks. And two, it it it's it's its own like it, you're patting yourself on the back. It's like you can't really lose because if anybody comes out and it's, and it's like this sucks, you can just be like, "Well, they're fucking racist." Mm. If you don't want to be racist, watch our fucking show. You feel, <laughs> you see what I'm saying? It's like a, yeah. It's like it's like a it's like the ultimate way to just get away with any accountability in, in terms of just making like actual good creative content, which is why I feel like that's one that's at least one of the reasons why I like stuff kind of like sucks right now in terms of just like media you know we have a few people like you know you got jordan peele who puts out like great movies every now and then but but nowadays every movie every tv show just feels like such a a rehash because people are just uh, the companies companies are just willing to like put their money into what feels like a sure thing which is like whatever the tried and true formula is but like you know I like a little this bit of melon metaver- or whatever. Yeah. yeah. This uh, representation metaverse intersection where you can just keep milking the fuck out of this and like doing, I think Marvel is also doing a really good job at this because, you know, they, they, they had their whole, um, you know, like they, they did the Black Panther, then they did the, the Asian one, and then they did like, and it was all very temporal in the sense of like, you know, Black Lives Yeah, Black Panther was crazy. Niggas was at the movie theater with Dashikis. 
doing tribal <laughs> dances. That shit was different, man. Niggas was going crazy for Black Panther, bro. That shit was different, bro. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, all that shit. And, you know, it's like, in the end, I feel like stuff like Black Panther is like, and it's it's a it's an ultimate plus in the end because you know, it it gives somebody for kids to look up to. You know, I wish like nigga when I was younger, I wish there was a motherfucking Black Panther movie, bro. Fucking African guy <laughs> beating the shit out of niggas, strong accent, bro. I would have I would have went crazy, bro. Like what? I wish I had that as a kid. That shit would have done wonders for my self esteem. But, but like, do you think the fact that it came out in in the 2020s like cheapened it because it was this diversity ploy? It was this push to like, okay, now we have to, you know. No, because I I wouldn't I wouldn't even I wouldn't even call it a ploy to begin with because like Black Panther as a concept and as a comic book has always been like a yeah. thing, you know. Black Panther's been a thing. Black Panther's been a thing for decades and decades. But now. but the choice to commercialize it and advance it. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a Marvel property. Like that's what they're gonna do. But like, not ne- just because something is necessarily like a product of a company doesn't mean it. it de- there's no like, you know, like social merit to it. Like, regardless of like Black Panther being owned by Marvel or Disney or whatever, I still think yeah. that the representation in itself is like a plus good. It doesn't matter if I. Obviously, like Disney, Marvel, they're just doing shit to make money. Yeah, but, but like meant, the, people, the people, people, yeah, the people behind Black Panther, the people who created that shit, who wrote that shit, they weren't like, oh, I, I can't wait to do this so I can be rich. They were genuinely like, I'm trying to make a story that's about like African people, people who don't, who normally aren't depicted as like superheroes or even as like intelligent, you know. So you have this like mm. advanced society. In a, in a continent that's, you know, everybody's like, oh, they're so undeveloped, they're so stupid, you know. I feel like that alone is just like, that's 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 a good thing to have within our, like, our culture. Yeah, I think that schism uh, between that, 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 like, the creative merit behind it, its ethos, and then how it's rolled out and commercialized, etc., sometimes gets lost on me because I feel like maybe almost nihilistically I focus a lot on the like that element of it because i just remember when you watch these movies in and of itself um like avatar for example or especially black panther what was the whole thing there it was about resources it was kind of about like imperialism it was kind of, you know like this was um that was that was the storyline and then um the absurdity of it was like hillary clinton tweeting something about black panther and like people i remember someone quote tweeted and they were like bitch you would have in, invaded Wakanda for their <laughs> resources and <laughs> deposed their leader and assassinated them. Like, yeah, it's Libya. it's crazy the like uh, the big difference between like the way like the average like liberal will confuse shit will like not 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 confuse what's the word will consume shit versus like you know just like the average like black person because like I feel like. The main thing, probably the average black person took away from all that shit with, you know, the Black Panther was probably just like, man, like, if we could, if we could come together, we could really like build some shit. 
you know, because I, I feel like I feel like when if you're a black person and you're in the theater, or you're watching fucking spaceships in Africa and flying around and shit. It, it really it sells you a dream of like what could have been, you know, but like when you look at the when you look at the when you look deeper and you look at like the actual message of like what they were trying to do in Black Panther and like how he's basically working with the they're basically working with the CIA and shit. And mm. and then you have like uh what's his name? Killmonger's character, who's supposed to who's kind of like he's kind of positioned as, positioned as like the Malcolm X to like Black Panthers, like Martin Luther King, I guess. But like Killmonger has like Killmonger radical, has, yeah. He, yeah, Killmonger's radical, but he has no real plan. He has no real like end goal. His goal is just basically to like his whole thing was just like, I'm just going to go to the hood and I'm going to give everybody guns. Like he had no actual idea what he wanted to do with like black liberation. He just, he just knew that there had to be some type of like violent way to get to get to it. And I feel like they did that on purpose. Cause you know, you have the, you have these two different like mindsets in the black community, which is basically like, the more liberal, like, oh, we can vote out of this shit, blah, blah, blah. We just need to come together. You know, we need to vote Democrat, you know, normal shit. And then you have, like, the more, like, radical, the more violent, like, nah, we need to just bring down the government. We need to pull these these people out of power, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. But, like, the way Killmonger's, like, side is presented, it's kind of just, like, He's just a dumbass with no plan, you know, and that's why ultimately that's why he failed because he didn't really have a plan. He just had this like thing in mind of like what he wanted to of what he wanted to like accomplish. But like he didn't really he, he I'm no point in the movie are you like, I'm, am I like, wow, this guy really knows what he wants to do. I just I just know that he wants violence. He has like a thirst for violence. And I feel like. I feel like that's why a lot of people like really like Killmonger because it 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 was that base desire to like lash out on revenge on the people who have like, you know, done you a disservice, which is like, you know, it's all completely justified. But if we're talking about actual liberation, if we're talking about, okay, how are we going to get our people out of this mess? It doesn't really, it doesn't really change any, it doesn't really, you know, bring up any like, like topics or it doesn't really discuss it at all. And then at the end of the movie, you have like Black Panther coming down with his fucking spaceship or whatever. And he's in Oakland and he's going to like help the kids in Oakland or whatever. So it's basically yeah. just like, yeah, team up with the government if you want change. I thought that was very, I thought that was very shameless of them to do. Yeah, that. yeah, it was very like, it, it was wild as fuck. Like it's, it, 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 the whole the whole thing is crazy, but all Marvel movies are like that. So I, yeah, I was just gonna say that like this, I feel like it's very tactical and strategic. I don't think that like the executives and Marvel or screenwriters, whatever, are remiss to not include this like intellectual nuanced element of how violent resistance can be this strategic, tactical, and impactful force when done well and effective. I think that Marvel kind of does this consistently. I don't, I'm not a big fan of Marvel. I actually, like, if I can stay away from it, I will. Um, but I think it was with the whole Thanos thing. 
they kind of did this he he had this malthusian genocide plan with like the infinity stones or wherever where he was going to delete half the population his his logic behind it i remember was to do this thing where he's going to you know solve this population crisis solve this crisis of resources and insecurity and you know poverty etc by making this by, by making this move and and like every single villain in these movies has some type of like valiant humanist you know compelling reason why they're doing what they're doing up to a certain part you're behind them you're like yeah the, the bad guy is actually making sense i feel like this is a very tactical thing psychologically that they're doing within these um marvel movies which are you know I don't think it's extreme to call them a form of propaganda because they really are. If, you're, if we're talking about something that America consistently consumes with a cult-like fervor that is funded by the United States, by the Defense Department, etc. It's, you know, Captain Marvel. It's like all of these movies where they do this trickery where you're like, okay, yeah, I'm behind the bad guy. He's making sense. But then they also do this like ultimately disqualifying thing where like, okay, but look how they go too far. Look, there's no logic behind this. Look, so so actually, the good guys are the ones that are in line with the government and establishment. They may they may be a little bit slow and bu bureaucratic, and they might be you know whatever. But this is actually principle, and this is actually what's effective. I think it's so strategic, and it's so. I don't know. After I leave these movies, I'm like telling my sisters or my friends or whoever I'm with. I'm like, listen, did you not see this like resource extraction angle to this? <laughs> I'm like, can you like stop? It was a fucking movie. It was just like an action movie. <laughs> But there's a lot to be said, yeah. Uh, no, sure, I definitely feel you on that. That's why, that's why it, it, it's really important to be like critical of the stuff you like consume, the shit you watch, because like a lot of the times they're trying to like they're trying to sell you something. That's what that's what most of these Marvel movies are. They're just trying to they're trying to sell you like on that idea that like yeah, there are these there are bad guys. And a perception they may, of good they and may bad. Have a point. Yeah, they may have a point, but at the end of the day, it's always status quo. We've got to come back to. And that's tried and true. It's reliable. And mm -hmm. this segues into. Sure, cities will get destroyed and people will die, but. They'll be like fighting for like fucking like 20 <laughs> minutes and like the entire city will be destroyed <laughs> with lasers. And it's like, but they, they had to do this. You, you couldn't talk. <laughs> Peace talk. Peace talks. <laughs> it's like no. They need you. Peace talk. Peace talks, major. Wouldn't it be crazy if you had to get jumped in to join the Avengers? Like, yeah, you want to join the Avengers? You gotta, you gotta go three rounds with a Hulk, nigga. Oh my That'd god. That'd be funny as shit. You just, you just get beat up by like a whole bunch of superheroes. That'd be fucking crazy. I'd be somewhere with the. You think? You think the police do that? You think the, the police be? You think the police be jumping niggas in? It's so interesting to see how the police interacts with Marvel in these movies because like they do they don't do anything. Oh, you mean like the police don't do anything in like the movies? Mm hmm What about the I Batman mean, movies? Batman yeah, is different. Batman Batman has a whole he's a vigilante angle. Mm -hmm. In Marvel, mm -hmm. like the superhero well, at least in the MCU, a lot of the super a lot of the superheroes are kind of like lauded as like gods and shit they're like, yeah they're mm. them. but they're also like bureaucratic they've they've done this like durkheim bureaucratic angle where they like 
they have like an entire administration and there's like you know bureaucratic limitations and it's like this fucking league of nations-esque mm, yeah, type yeah, of yeah. situation and that's why all of these geopolitical it's so easy to launder in these like geopolitical um you know couldn't be me give me some super, give me some spider-man powers i ain't listening to nobody <laughs> but niggas that's what getting we have webbed now. up i don't give a fuck send spider-man to ukraine zelensky needs <laughs> <laughs> Spider-Man, shit. I, if I had Spider-Man powers, I would go to Ukraine, but I'd only do it to like, to like, I'd, I'd just do it to like take pictures and shit. I just, I just go around taking pictures, not helping people. Okay. <laughs> I, just, I just go around on my fucking web. Just. just yeah that's exactly what i do and then i'd go to like and then i'd go to like i'd go to all the places where people need help take pictures and just be like i could have helped this person but i didn't and just and just web off people would hate you i mean i mean you know you could spin it you could spin it okay i could spin it i'd be like i'd be like it's your it's actually your society's fault for not helping these people i'm just a guy you want me to save every ukrainian children I'm just one guy. I'm just one spider. I'm, I'm really just one guy. I'm just one spider. <laughs> then you write a then you write a best-selling novel, just one spider. <laughs> okay. One spider versus a whole nation. Like come there's on. There's a now. there's a show on Amazon called The Boys and it's it's like a superhero show. Are you familiar with it? I've seen like uh like two seasons of it. I haven't finished it. So I'm not like, familiar. Yeah, I mean it's it's like an Amazon show, but it's like which which the, the fucking levels of irony there like really really interesting but it's about it's it's kind of talking about like this this like critique of this marvel uh like bl- blindly humanistic like you know altruistic superhero that we have that acts as a benevolent force saving humanity it's like a fictional universe where people are superheroes but in this like channeled corporate consumerist way where they are like they go on tour and they have like you know whatever and they're run by this mega corporation that like pulls the strings and everything these are like objectively like bad people you know that that's the angle that like um the show is like spinning where it's like these superheroes have these powers and this like you know prestige and entitlement and because of that because of their like superhuman strength and this like uh playing god element they're you know incredibly machiavellian they're like you know they use and abuse people they break the rules and they're actually they don't save people like they kill with impunity and then it yeah so there's just like this angle to it and they do a lot of like anti-establishmentism like i think in like season two or something they introduced this like aoc-esque character oh yeah i know what you're talking about yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and she like challenges the um the superhero impunity this like you know whatever but it also has like like black panther iconography and like they're just doing all these things and it's so crazy to me because at the end of the day it's an amazon show like this is this is like it reminds me like mark fisher and like this whole 
interpassivity element where like we're consuming resistance we're consuming a critique of this pervasive culture but in a way that isn't in of itself consumption and feeding into this like multi-billion dollar conglomerate which that's what the show is trying to critique this like this big business this industry yeah it's, <laughs> and fun. it's fucking Amazon it's, it's definitely funny it's like it's like whenever whenever Obama like posts whatever like here's the movies I enjoyed this summer like he post he posts some shit on his twitter it's like here are all the movies i enjoyed this year and you look in the movie and it's like oh i really love parasite like nigga you like parasite you know you that's are the of parasite shit. yeah that, it, it, that's <laughs> it's like a lot of people will like i feel like a lot of people watch shit but i feel like everybody expects like like if you watch a certain certain enough media it will just change you like you'll just it will just snap and you'll be like oh shit i get it now what i'm doing is so fucked up like no like <laughs> like, like like it doesn't it doesn't work that way like people can, like terrible people can watch stuff and it can be like about them and they just and it just goes one one right over their goes head one through, it just goes like, right over games. Their head. like it yeah like it doesn't it doesn't mean anything or or sometimes maybe they do realize that like oh shit this is me and they just like they just don't care <laughs> like we, we could be dealing with just like straight up sociopaths here it's like people people really have this idea that's like if you watch if 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 a certain piece of media is powerful enough it will just like completely change your mind and you'll be like whoa i get it now but like it doesn't work like that. Like, there's no, there's no single piece of media that's so powerful. It would just like completely change who you are, bro. I don't Not even death by nuance. <laughs> maybe, man. Maybe. Who knows? But uh, not even like the Bible or anything like that. Like, I was gonna say, shit. like, do you think like text has the power to do that? Have you ever seen the Lego Movie? Um, <laughs> no, the Lego I'm Movie just... is pretty good. The Lego Movie's up there. <laughs> anything yeah. is awesome i don't know that made me turn my life around for the best <laughs> right yeah, maybe you're right maybe you're maybe you're on the phone a, a film can change your life no I, that's like that's another thing too it's like pe- people can be like you know I, I read this one book and it really like changed my outlook on life or it's like text can have that capability you know like the quran for example but um i think it's also like if we're talking about it from this like virtuous angle if we're talking about it in terms of like virtue a lot of people can do this thing where they can feign you know good sensibilities a good temperament good yeah yeah of course because like even with shit like even with shit like the quran or the bible like people can read it and be like okay i'm gonna live the way the the quran tells me to live and they can still do that but they they'll probably still like smoke weed or some shit like they'll do drugs every now and then but they'll still be like oh yeah when i read the quran it completely changed my life but it's like yeah i don't think there's a contradiction there i think that the the two things can exist at once i met somebody last year who converted to islam through an lsd trip like that's yeah found islam i I, yeah yeah for sure that's what i'm saying it's always going to be like a mix of certain things it's no it's never gonna be like i feel like it's never like that one thing like i don't when i show somebody like a movie 
or a TV show, or I told them to read a book. Like, I, I'm not expecting them to come back to me and be like, you know, I'm going to live my whole life by this creed now, or this has completely, like, changed my outlook on everything. Like, it, it, I feel like, I feel like to find a piece of media like that, that will really just completely, like, change who you are, it's like, there's re- there's like very few of those like in existence bro like you can like 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 obama can watch parasite and it it can just completely like blow past from it like and he just, listens it. to rosalia rosalia, <laughs> rosalia yeah rosalia. i don't know who that is <laughs> but there's listen there's there's an alternative to this it's actual experience you know like actual lived experience we don't have to like lean on media to this song changed my life. This album changed my life. This- or do we? Because real life experience is very limited. Circle back to what we we're talking about in the very beginning of the episode. Well, yeah, that's because uh, we made it like this. Don't you think? Well, I feel like it, co- it depends because some people, it's a lot harder. <laughs> it's a lot harder to get that experience. But this is this hyper reality angle. Like actual experience becomes secondary actual experience becomes defined by hyper reality like uh, by the things that we consume by the things that we listen to by the stuff so that we essentially consume. we all need to touch grass in a sense if 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 we're getting to this point i'm not saying that i'm saying in consequence whatever makes us feel that's what counts you know mm-hmm. but if we're talking about we're reaching yeah. a point where media has you know we're at diminishing returns where media just doesn't touch what mm-hmm. it does what it did before maybe we need to start partying and like you know <laughs> doing experimental hallucinogenics and uh, you know hanging out and meeting people and talking to random people and going to a bookstore and asking questions like you know like Real i think life. in this sense yeah don't you think that like internet communities have kind of had this horseshoe effect where it's like you know yeah self-defeating I also, now i also think that you can't really expect that much from media in general like we've been talking about representation and diversity and like all these political messages that are just like kind of reactionary and they ultimately amount to like more consumption and it's just all they're operating in a very like limited sphere you can't really expect so much to come from from our media like you just can't so yeah it goes back to real life and what can you do? Create the media like we're doing? <laughs> you yeah. can try. Yeah. That's another yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, be, be the change you want Let's in get the meta. World. Let's get meta. Let's get meta. Be the change you want to be from, media. Though. I mean, be, that's be literally the, what DBN is. <laughs> Alu, are we the change? That's our ethos. <laughs> yeah, you, you guys are the guy. Some guys, they're not that guy. But you guys, you, you're, you're that guy. Yeah. <laughs> we, them, we them boys. <laughs> yeah. Himothy Turner, man. Himmy yeah. Neutral. <laughs> uh, Himmy he's Hendrix. really him. He's Himmy really Hendrix. him. <laughs> I am legend. <laughs> I am him. I am him man. Smith. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, let's let's do a change of pace. Uh, Aliu, I'm I'm uh, curious. So your IP address is banned by the twitter overlords is this i guess is this yeah 
I guess, yeah. Because oh. if I if I tried to like do straight up make an account normally, I think they just automatically suspend it. I'm pretty sure. That is really cool. I thought we had. I, the, gotta, I thought we had the First Amendment. I'm just crazy. You know what? It's crazy though, because me personally, I don't feel like I should be banned, but I know I'm mostly banned because like of say certain it, words. It. You feel me? Like I'm banned because I said certain shit, not because of my like my rhetoric or that I was spreading hate or whatever or that shit. I feel like there's a difference from like the shit I I was doing, which was just like saying saying cuss words or saying the word suicide in a joking manner compared to people who are like going online and they're saying like if you see a woman alone in the street you should beat her up and take her home like those people don't deserve to like uh, i'm not gonna say they don't deserve to have a platform those people don't necessarily need a platform need a space to like just espouse whatever the fuck they want like i actually agree with that shit so when people are like are like oh they banned so and so blah 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 i'm kind of like you know what it's, it's probably for the best i personally i think it's better for society if people are able to 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 come out and be like yeah we don't want this shit getting out of our face you feel me and i feel like the reason we have these uh these conversations is because we're not getting the what the majority of people actually like think you know just people offline people who aren't necessarily like searching up like all this type of shit i'm sure if like you ask the average guy you show him like the a clip of andrew tate saying the craziest shit about woman or what the fuck ever like they're gonna be like yeah i don't think this guy should be allowed to like speak in public saying this well not in public we'll just this guy shouldn't be allowed to just say this shit yeah this guy just can't just say this shit everywhere like that shit that shit just can't fly in every place he wants to if he wants to say that in his basement with his bros fine whatever but like if he wants to say that online i feel like a lot of people would resonate with that maybe maybe i'm wrong though who knows but i'm curious though I'm curious though, within the within, okay. So you have Andrew Tate, for example. There was almost like a public twofold, you know, like surge of expression, either outright, you know, rejection of his narratives and his message or whatever. But then you also had like this like really rabid fan base, this cult like fan base that developed in response to it. In this sense, big tech kind of took a made their own judgment and was like, okay, on the whole, this guy's stuff is inflammatory. It's wrong. It's you know reactionary. We're gonna shut this guy down. While I don't think that like that those his messages should be freely accessible to the public as you know controversial and bad faith and inflammatory, tactically inflammatory as they were. What I'm wary about is this almost like public referendum on what what is okay and what isn't okay and ultimately it's up to big tech to decide what flies and what doesn't because so far they're doing this thing very publicly and outwardly where they're shutting down these big accounts if they get too oh you've gone too far alex jones donald trump but then you also have on the other end this the the stifling and the the total you know censorship of smaller accounts 
that are actually doing good, who are doing something that is kind of like, you know, spreading the real truth or whatever, not to sound like a fucking, you know, truth or whatever. But we've talked about this in our last last episode, whenever there's an interventionist push, if you have like somebody on the ground, there was an account on Twitter called Fallujah Birth Defects. And it was like Iraqi doctors who are documenting actual images of like stillbirths in, in like genetic mutations that were a product of uh, the use of depleted uranium by American troops in in uh, Fallujah, in one of the most heavily shelled regions during the Iraq War, and their account was shut down by Twitter. Like, I don't know. Like, you could have thousands and thousands of porn bots and like random inflammatory bots doing doing this political charade, which is you know, if we're talking about the cultural impact or whatever. But then you have like an account like this, which is like using social yeah. media most potent way that you possibly could like i, I don't know yeah don't know. no i definitely feel you that's why a, a part of me is like these type of websites like twitter fucking instagram like facebook should really a part of me is like damn this shit should be like nationalized so you should be able to like go on there and it, it should be like a public forum you can go out there and just say whatever you and just say whatever you want and if people respond to it people respond to it if they don't they don't and that's just how it is because i feel like we're, we're giving a lot of leeway to these big tech companies when they basically control like the way we the way we discuss the way we debate the way we just like come up with ideas and arguments and new ideologies and shit and i do kind of like worry about that but at the same time, I do like I've been, I've been like I've been on the internet for like a long time, you know. Like I've seen like I've seen like places just like come and go. You feel me? Like the internet has gotten like l- has gotten like less edgier like over time, you know. And and it's like now now it's starting to now it's starting to be a little bit of bounce back with all like manosphere shit, and you know, shit's shit's been kind of rough since like at least like 2016 up until now, but like, you know, the internet's been a lot more sanitized and how it used to be. Mm. So it's like, on one hand, you do, I do kind of like agree. It's like, we can't trust these companies to just, to just know what's best and know what's good. But a part of me is also like, can we trust the algorithm either? Like, can we really trust like, can we trust the algorithm not to put out shit that's going to indoctrinate young boys into like being well, the al- the extremists, you know? The algorithm are creators because I think it, it you can clearly delineate people doing certain things to feed the algorithm, which they wouldn't otherwise. For example, like, you know, a lot of people's messages aren't, you know, inherently inflammatory maybe there's like some fundamental consensus that the average person on the street could reach with this content creator or whatever but because of the algorithm because like there is this like imposition and there's this like imperative to be you know streamable and likable and you know just Extreme. not even likable interactable yeah like interactive like if this system feeds itself this is what i was saying last episode about the andrew tape phenomenon just because it's you know relevant um, these apps function in a way that bred an Andrew Tate. 
you need these super inflammatory sound bits like you need that that's what that's what's it that's what it rewards hmm i think when they first started like conceptualizing the internet and these types of forums that was a huge thing like people were super optimistic about creating like everyone's gonna come together we're gonna be united and all this stuff about you know um togetherness and and we're all one human race and then like gradually over time it started well it was always never really like that because the um the priority of tech is not with the people it's with like profit and so then like came like advertisements and things like that and like Kaj was saying like they need people to attract as many like views to get these ads off so like their priorities are never going to be with what's like actually good for people and that's why small accounts like yours got like censored for talking about suicide or something in in a just in a justful way which which is the most productive if any like i i really share the sentiment that you have about like laughing about things not 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 to be harmful not to be contrarian not to be provocative but just to to bring life back into these things that are so you know yeah that are very real real aspects of our life you know very like shit shit everybody shit shit a lot of shit think about people think about every day you know but i don't know it's it's hard because you know on one hand you guys are right like it's the people feeding into this stuff but you know, it's society as a whole is like, like we said earlier, is like very isolating, very alienating, like more than it's probably ever been in history. Mm-hmm. Like people are lonelier than ever before. So it's like mm-hmm. people are going to, people rarely seek out content that's going to actually like better themselves. People are are, are usually mm-hmm. seeking out content that's going to, that affirms their their worldview in some way. So some person, so some kid is like, man, girls don't like me because I'm an ugly, fat loser and they only want uh, fucking rich guys who are like handsome and tall and I'm like stupid and skinny or whatever. Like, and fucking some guy on a podcast says that and it has over 3 million views. You're like, oh shit, well, all these people also agree with me and all these people feel the exact same way. And that's like, that's not like he, he didn't, he didn't, he wasn't taught that from any YouTube video. It was just how he felt at the time. He just happened to stumble around some stumble upon something that like, well, that was also like, yeah, you, this is, this is true. Like you should feel this way. You're right to feel this way. Mm-hmm. To feel misogynistic and to turn this insecurity outward and project it onto other people, turn it into anger. Is that what you're talking about? Is that what you're talking yeah, about? Yeah, exactly. So it's like, it's kind of like the thing. That's what I'm saying when it comes to like the Andrew Tates and like, you know, all those type of people who like kind of push that rhetoric. It's like they're talking to an audience that definitely that that that's not like out of thin air, you know, like these right. these the the mostly like probably young teens guys in their like early 20s they're just trying just trying to figure it out and they're like they're confused you know they don't really understand like why so you know that's what i'm saying like do i really trust people to like 
consume the consume the right media i don't because like if you look at it historically people don't like people like stuff like like that what was that really like fucking crazy racist movie like gone with the wind that's like that was like the most popular movie of all time bro like people love that shit and that's like an outwardly like out outright like racist movie where there were like clansmen and kkk they were like killing black people and stuff and and it sold out people loved it it's like do i really do i really think like of course i don't like trust these companies and i don't think they have anybody's like best intentions in mind but it's kind of like that balancing act well it's like what can we do without actually fixing like societies first attacking the alienation and loneliness people have attacking mm-hmm. the economic situations people are in before we start to look at oh well you should be able to say this or you should be able to say that because realistically it's if, if it's a free-for-all we're going to have just more people diving into that pipeline than we ever had before if we don't like reel some of these people in and when you see like when those guys do get deplatformed, it, it they usually lose steam. Like Alex Jones, you don't hear about him as much anymore. You don't hear about uh, that one Groper kid. Uh, what's his name? Like Nick Fuentes. You don't hear about those guys anymore because they're so like they're just not as in your face. You know what I mean? So I don't know. It's it's a it's a complicated situation at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel you. That's I feel like that's why. Um... Get, getting really excited about this prospect of Elon Musk buying out Twitter is like kind of a a strange thing. Yeah, I don't even think he's gonna do it. He, Elon's just one of those guys. I mean, he like, isn't. He isn't. Yeah, but Elon's like, just one. Of, Elon's such like a fake, like a fake genius. He's such a fake smart guy. It pisses me off. <laughs> like Elon's definitely like an idiot masquerading as like a genius, bro. Yeah, he but has, people like, buy into it. Yeah, he has like ten kids, bro. There's no one who can call themselves a genius who also has 10 kids that's important <laughs> well like i mean you don't have to be a genius but he is like i mean that's like the most like alpha thing you could do primordially like you know all of the great men of the world genghis khan like fucking <laughs> he's like feudal you know yeah like, but all those guys were like you know they were like strong guys you know the, the genghis khan burned down the villages and took over countries like yeah elon He's is just like uh, begging for federal baby, grants bro. like yeah no <laughs> come on man. it's like but that's what he's feigning i guess that's what he's i guess feigning. i guess I, I don't know yeah we don't we don't listen over here at dbn we don't fuck with elon musk so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay so can you answer this for me yes or no be honest do you have a twitter burner or is it just like you stay off it now i don't have one i just have a I have an Instagram and I have a, what do you call it? A TikTok. TikTok. I have TikTok. Yes. Mm, yes, yes, yes. We didn't, we didn't really get into this, but um, do, do you have any like notable moments uh, from Twitter? Like, you know, do, do you recall like just the exact tweets that really, that really, really set people off? Like, I know you had this one where it was like, there's no bad bitches in STEM. Oh yeah, I, that, I could never that, be in STEM. There's that, no bad that, bitches. Yeah, that one made people. That people made a lot of like. Oh, I remember that. Those girls. So I, I feel like, bro, for like a Wait, week. Explain, straight, explain, like, f- explain what happened. Okay, but. okay. So I tweeted like, I can never be in STEM. There are no like cute girls in STEM or whatever. For like a week straight, bro. 
girls like just random women were sending me pictures of them like oh really so really <laughs> like 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 just a bunch of white women in like maximum skirts and shit i was so glasses, annoyed bro. like case in point yeah i was like man <laughs> just leave me alone bro i wasn't even being serious bro that was so- that was very annoying but I've had I've had a bunch of tweets that people like got mad at me for. Uh, admittedly, probably a good portion of them were like genuinely bad. But also, it's like you know, you have that one where it's like just got back from the doctor. Guess who? Can- <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. That one's a good tweet though. That one's just genuinely funny though. Yeah. That one's not that that one's not controversial at all. Not, yeah, but, but I mean- if you don't like it, you're you're just a hater. You're just you're just stuck in the dark times. What did you have any like? Did you ever have any like notable Twitter beef instances? I can't imagine because you you're like a positive, you know, gestural account. Twitter beefing with anybody? Oh yeah, I called. I called. Uh, I remember one time I called Ian Connor a rapist, and he was and he called me a bomb or some shit. I don't know. He said something. I don't think that's the worst. Twitter he was like, have with Ian Connor. I remember he was yeah. like a. What did you t- what did you do today? And I was like, I didn't rape anybody. <laughs> so I'm pretty proud of myself. I don't know. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah. Well that but just that means, means like, Yeah. I said I I told Kit Cuddy, I was like, Kit Cuddy, your music sounds like I forgot what I said. I was I told Kit Cuddy that his music sounds like a like a like a poor attempt at a African child or some shit like that some 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 shitty album and he blocked me um so i'm pro i'm with kanye fuck fuck kick Cuddy. fuck <laughs> pete pete skeet. skeet i'm with all i'm with all i'm with all the smoke i'm 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 anti all those guys listen i'm team kanye as well and i think that like kanye is like d and i were talking about this earlier Speak but kanye. there's there's listen there's Kanye is just Kanye. Do you know what I'm saying? You can't use these like, I, I, it, nothing pisses me off more than when people think that like there's a leveling that goes on between global elites and like the average person. I know we're all humans at the end of the day. Well, even that is debatable, but they exist in such an abstracted form of reality that any type of like normal human standards you try to apply to them like basic emotional functions ration and rational thinking and logic is a total it's it's total it's a total misdirection so with kanye they're all like okay he's a narcissist who's an abusive and he's he's skirting accountability and i'm like just keep using more buzzwords it, you're doing nothing Do you know what I'm saying? Like, maybe maybe he is being a shitty person but he's also not a normal person like this is a guy who is like you know done more for popular culture than like you know anyone in the last like anyone in the last 20 years right yeah he is he's a creative powerhouse he influences so much of our social milieu that like you probably don't even really notice and i'm not saying that to like gas him or dick ride right now which i am honestly i love kanye but like your your standards of what you're applying to him are just like not like this is just noise and it's not going to do anything there's no such thing as accountability for this type of person yeah like, why are you and playing marriage is, counseling these people are not and, normal their marriage yeah is and the thing is with like i feel like kanye is very like he's kind of past being like perceived as like as like an artist like kanye 
Kanye's at the point where if he put if he puts anything out, it wasn't necessarily for his fans. It wasn't for the any critics. He put it out because he genuinely was like, "Yeah, this is decent. I'm gonna put it out," you know. And I feel like a lot of people want to get to that level in their life, just in general. They want to be able to just like do things, and it's purely from the heart, and they don't really care about what what the what anybody else has to say what society has to think whatever but <clears throat> but it's hard to get to that level because it just takes a it takes a level of confidence which is just like complete like it it, it looks like insanity the most but when you when you're like when you're someone like Kanye and you have like you have such a like a clear vision of like what you want to do who you want to be how you're going to do it it's like it's not hard for someone like him because he's just, you know, he's just wired differently than other people. But then, like, then I don't know, you look at artists like, you look at artists like Drake who like, you can tell like every album they drop, it's like, it's something that they made it so fans and critics would enjoy it. You know, they, they didn't make, they didn't make this song not expecting, or at least not hoping that people would be like, oh, this is mid, or oh, this would suck. You know, like, Drake is still in that realm. He probably always will be, but he's in that realm where it's like... There is anything, no anything, Yeah, Drake. anything Drake, anything Drake does, he's going to get, he's going to get, like, genuinely, like, criticized for it, and people be like, oh, yeah, Drake sucks, because it's like, it's fucking Drake. Like, Drake, Drake wants you to like him, but it never feels like Kanye wants you to like him. It feels like Kanye just... Once, yeah, Kanye's just gonna go out there and it's like, yeah, I'm yeah, I'm gonna just do what I need to do. If you don't like it, you don't like it. And I feel like you know, people people are scared of that. That's why people are always going on rants. Oh, Kanye's this, Kanye's that. He's a narcissist. Blah blah blah. And maybe all that shit is maybe true. Maybe he is. Maybe yeah, is. yeah, yeah. But maybe guess what? It true. doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. Maybe <laughs> Kanye isn't the best person or whatever. But regardless, he's just he's just another guy. At the end of the day, he's just. He just happens to be at a level where, you know, like I said, he's kind of above like what the average guy would or what the average person thinks. It doesn't it doesn't matter at this point. I will say, though, about Kanye, um, his his like really narcissistic displays on Instagram and his like when he was trying to get Kim back, I found it really romantic. And if I was Kim, I would have folded and it would have worked on me. He's just like me. But if I had money on Kanye, I'd be acting the same way. I ain't gonna hold you, bro. Probably not the exact same way, but I, I would be on some, like... Crazy shit. You gotta shit. take me back. Like, bitch, you gotta take me back. You're tripping. You're tripping. Please come back. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Please. What the fuck? I'm crying. Begging. Please. All right, don't take um, me back, but do not have my kids around that weird ass nigga. <laughs> yeah, so he, he did <laughs> that. You're, that weird ass nigga, You're such a Pisces. You, I was just all, about to say that. I was just about to say that. <laughs> the Pisces he, came out. Kanye did this like public. I mean, what, what, it, when his entire adult life is spectacle in, in the public sphere in the most extreme sense, of course, is like, you know, romantic appeals to his wife is, are going to be spectacle as well. But you could see he did this like public uh, capitulation with like, OK, I can't have you back, but don't don't bring the kids around him. OK, well, 
let's take him to this school. I love how he's post screenshots of messages and especially like on this um on this in this angle of like calling out Adidas and Gap like posting the executives faces and their names and like yeah bro it's like who the fuck are these niggas <laughs> I don't know none of these people bro but we know this Kanye and we're like Kanye, so yeah this could this could get on here we're like Henry Cavill your days are up <laughs> we had enough of you. Like, bro, we don't even know this nigga. Why why you don't speak for us, man? This it's is like your beef, bro. Some random fucking Finnish executive who has Yeah, uh, bro. <laughs> I think what's really interesting about this is like he's calling out the the corporate the intersection of cor- uh, like creative corporate finance whatever and and like these these people are like random ass like scandinavians who pull the strings between these behind these like multinational corporations and control what we consume and see what we wear and it's like we don't even they could walk us they could walk past us on the street and we wouldn't even know we wouldn't even know yeah it's crazy it's crazy when you think about it but honestly, that's lame, bro. If you got if you got money, you got to flex, man. I don't care. I ain't trying to hear all none of that. This is why it's like trivial to me when people are like, um, when when all of their like anger and rage towards this the the system, which really is like this very like fragmented portion of society, gets channeled back to Biden or Trump or the people who whose names we know. Elon Musk, Jeff Bezos, because it's also like there's, there's like a, there's so there's like an entire web of people whose names we won't even know who have ten times the wealth as them. An evil cabal. Uh huh. Yeah. Evil, an evil cabal. Uh, some, some would say, never mind. I'm not gonna say that. <laughs> yeah, some would. Nah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> then we're gonna get censored. But I, yeah. I'm, I'm listen. I'm listening. Is, like you know freemason new world order fucking yo she's naming them bro she's she's gonna say it she's gonna say it live she's gonna say it she's gonna gonna name them the great reset i know what they're up to you don't fool me but no yeah dbn goes family friendly (laughs) (laughs) Are you guys are are you guys uh are you guys all Pisces? Wait, who, I'm a Pisces. What's Diana? What's your thing? Uh, Libra. Uh, what's what's yours, Hadra? I'm a Virgo. You know this. Virgo. My B day. My. I don't know it. Oh yeah, <laughs> I was your your birthday September 11th, up, though, isn't it? Yeah. It's a movie. Week. It's a movie, <laughs> man. <laughs> not this year. Not this year. <laughs> Now this year, it's a movie though. Still, it's it's always a movie. I mean, yeah, of course. Yeah, that was a, that was that was a cool little party though. They don't remember. Cool. Oh yeah, yeah my birthday party cool. last year. Yeah, that yeah. was cool. Yeah, that was that a was really cool. fun time. Hell yeah. yeah, we had a good time. I'm glad you came. That was pretty cool. When you're when your mm-hmm. online friends when your online friends go IRL. <laughs> yeah, yeah, bro. <laughs> breaking the breaking the matrix, bro. Breaking the matrix, but nah, I fuck with you guys, man. You guys always want to hang out with. You guys are cool people. Oh, thank you so much, Alex. Fuck, I fuck with you. I had a, I had a. When I first saw Hydra, I had a little crush on her. I was like, oh, she's cute. 
then I got to know you more, and I was like, okay. Fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> Never I mind. Like, yeah. like, she, I was like, she's cool. And I, I was like, that's my man. So. I'm scared. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of which, is romance dead? <laughs> Let's transition to the next mm, song, question. Uh, I don't know. How do you, how do you guys feel? I don't know. I feel like there's so many institutional, you know, obstacles to like a, a genuine, genuine heartfelt reaction in terms of like, you know, you have dating apps, you have all you have hookup culture, you have this like weird feminist angle going on and you have this fundamental culture war going on between men and women. It's I think romance isn't dead, but we need to put her on life support. OK. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, as a Scorpio Venus, I could say I'm in love all the time. And that's all I have to say about that. Yeah, that I feel that. I don't know. I don't think romance is dead. I, I feel like people are still very... I feel like as long as people are like capable of love, romance is always going to be a thing. And I feel like, and I feel like when, when you're talking about, uh, <clears throat> uh, you know, just people coming together and like, being able to just have that type of connection i just feel like it's just hard to connect with people now because even on Mm -hmm. a friendship level making those connections is hard so when you're taking when you're talking about relationships like you know that's just another that's another step you know and i feel like i feel like a lot of people like just kind of maybe have given up a little prematurely you know just because you know shit isn't right like right now don't mean it's not going to be good later and, you know, I feel like there, there's someone out there for everybody, you know, mm. you just gotta, you just gotta not necessarily find them, but you gotta be, you gotta be open to people, man. You can't, you can't just not fuck with somebody for, for like shallow reasons. So that person might be pretty cool or whatever, you know, you gotta, I feel like, I feel like we as a society have, have kind of lost the concept of like forgiveness you know just being able to forgive a person for their flaws or forgive a person for you know any nowadays we just cut them off who's up next on the roster it's like yeah man yeah yeah, exactly Mm. this like this like roster perception this this uh dispensability of people of like potential suitors or romantic prospects i think that that that's so abstracting and like romance is dead insofar as like our this enemy the social enemy that we exist in has produced this like you know very cutthroat way we interact with one another you know like and and it's like been propelled by dating apps and you know like what can this person do for me green flags red flags like I don't know I was speaking about this the other day to uh, someone about how the internet has really as of recent propelled this like you know this is an ick if he does this he's out the door you know like this this kind of like quota this like almost bureaucratic spreadsheet of like does he do this 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 it's fundamentally anti-romantic but what it is is like a it's and not surprising product of our times where you know w- women have to do this kind of like maximizing hypergamy type you know like this person has cost, to, ben- uh, cost benefit analysis yeah <laughs> for real. yeah, yeah for like sure. let me no, no, that's speak exactly to my accountant like yeah yeah 
and and it's like so fucking weird and it's fundamentally anti-romantic and i mean the way i see it like x uh red flags i mean i'm guilty of it last year i made a red flag list it was really extensive and then i kind of reflected on it yeah we all did in in, in the spirit of bitterness but i really reflected on it and i was like well i could love somebody who has like 70 percent of these things if i really like them you know what i'm saying like Mm. i think the ick or red flags kind of just operate as a binary either they exist or they don't exist in the sense that like if you really like somebody and you have an ick it's not you're gonna find it endearing honestly you're not gonna see it as something that totally disqualifies them on the other end of this if you're finding icks in someone you're finding red flags that are like okay well i like him but oh he's five seven or like oh he's this or he had sauce in the corner of his mouth on our date you never liked him to begin with and you probably won't ever like him you know what i'm saying yeah you kind of yeah i feel like i feel that's the thing i feel like a lot of the times people go on dates kind of looking for a reason not to be a part of this like person's life because it's a it's a it's it's definitely like a thing where it's like it's hard to it's hard to just to let another person in it's hard to be vulnerable especially like in these times where like your vulnerable your vulnerability can like be used against you like everybody has a phone on them at any time like everyone's on edge yeah people Mm. people can know stuff about you and just fucking ruin you at the drop of the hat or you can just like your defense can be down and they can just fuck up your whole life so it's like i feel like people people are just hyper wary of this every time they're like interacting with like they're interacting with somebody romantically like i could like fuck up and i could take this next step fuck up and now i'm forever known as this guy who did this blase blase blah 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 and it's it's hard to it's hard for a romance to be a thing when we're very as a society we're very like adverse to people uh, to people making mistakes like Mm. we're, we're acting as if it's like it's it's wrong for people to not already embody like the perfect like spouse or the perfect boyfriend the perfect girlfriend or whatever a lot of people a lot of people just can't like held up go up to these standards and 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 instead of you know trying to lower these standards to make everybody to make it to make the average person like just feel as if they they can still be loved regardless of all their flaws or whatever we just everybody just kind of stays their ground and it's like no this is what i like and if it's it's either going to be this or nothing and it and in turn it it makes it like it accelerates the loneliness yeah it accelerates the loneliness people feel it makes people it makes people feel like they're incapable of like not being of being loved because they don't have this this and that you know so we're kind of like trapped in a cycle but on the other hand can yeah yeah, but on the other hand, like historically, like women have be have been the ones who have like lowered their standards for men, and a lot of the times they didn't get much out of it. A lot of the times they like the man would beat them, or the fucking there were like there was like financial abuse, or you know. So it's like, may a lot of women would see that growing up with their fathers. And like maybe they're just like, okay, well, I want somebody who can give me this, that, and this, because I want to break the general trauma of women 
being around somebody who will not who not only doesn't provide for them but is in that negative when it comes to like emotions and just like just being a decent person you know what i mean so you know there's a lot of like there's a lot of like different aspects to it i guess but i do feel like romance is a thing it needs to it comes with like patience you need to be patient with people you need to give people space to kind of be who they are even if they're not sure yeah even if they're not like who you want them to be at that very moment maybe with like if you're if you like just lock in with them just lock (laughs) in with them and just just see how it goes man and then and then at the end of the day i feel like at, at the end of the day you can be like okay well i had this with this person it didn't work out and you can move on i feel like there's a lot of like fomo going on where like damn but what if I miss out on the next hot guy or the next hot girl when really you should be just focusing on like building the relationships with the people you've had around you for years and years you know what I mean yeah Yeah, prioritize platonic relationships as well Mm mm-hmm yeah friendships and shit and even with friendships like I feel like we need to be more forgiving with that with those too because like nowadays like people will end a friendship because someone said you know something bad about them or they said a joke that they didn't like instead of like voicing okay well i didn't like you that you said this and that and maybe trying to talk it out with the person they just go straight to like maybe like just cutting off phone call to all contact you know what i mean one negative thing defines you in totality and it's all you are and all you ever will be so i'm done with you yeah yeah yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. i will also say that like a lot of these lists like very superficial things like there's nothing that makes you a more loving person like relationships take effort they take patience they take openness none of that stuff's on the list like that's not really emphasized or talked about as much because yeah like at the end of the day we're all living according to our truth and like everybody has their flaws they make mistakes and you wouldn't want somebody to assume the worst from you in any hell yeah my red flags are like if she's like fucking transphobic or homophobic or she like likes to use like gifts a lot mm. or or if she uh or if uh or uh uh if she has everybody like, has uh, their litmus test you know i'm not saying don't have and have your standards <laughs> as well i couldn't sure. yeah never be with a man who gets his eyebrows done <laughs> but yeah. um it's it it is really a i mean it's 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 a deeply almost like you know nobody's asking you to like self-castrate or anything but like literally it's it requires a degree of humbleness and um like a, a profound understanding of like the infallibility of humans of individuals and and to come from this perspective and be like okay well let's make mistakes together and and do it in good faith and like you know really just let's let's go for a ride you know like let's yeah let's be curious on this highway of life get in the passenger seat (laughs) (laughs) would you would you guys would you guys be with the dude if he had like 50 bodies and they all look like girls who look nothing like you like they were a bunch of like megan the stallions and fucking uh billy eilish like those are all the girls who's fucking with (laughs) until you I wouldn't want to know. You wouldn't want to know? That'd be fucking crazy. 
<laughs> I'd be like, nigga, what the like, fuck? Like, like me. <laughs> Well, like, honestly, yeah, honestly, like, I'd be like, why the fuck does this nigga like me? <laughs> no, it would be flattering. Way, it would be flattering. Uh, you know what? I know I'm not. I just said all these things about coming down as a humble person. But let me just say this: if <laughs> if like all of his exes are really hot, then like the impulse is to assume, okay, like, okay, this is affirming. Like, you know, like this, this is uh, maybe he has high standards or like I, I'm relatively in in this league. The opposite is more like, oh, it's like if they're I like, I feel that. I definitely feel the same. I definitely feel the same. Why are you with me? I definitely, I definitely feel the same way. I the my only thing is like, I like to see like what a girl's exes is like. I don't really care. Like, I want to see if the nigga was a loser, and I and I don't mean if the nigga was like broke or the nigga was like, like lame or some shit. I mean like. Was a nigga just like being like weird and like emotionally manipulative all the time and like and like cheating on you and shit? And did you stay? I don't want to be with a person who I feel like doesn't have like a large like sense of self-worth. So if you're like telling me all your stories and you have like a history of just being with guys who like treat you badly, I'm gonna be like. Loosen's collar. It's just lame. It's just lame. But like, like you don't got no confidence. Like you, you let, you let. It's one thing if it happens. You like went like once that. Or twice. Yeah. yeah. But it's one thing. It can happen to you once or twice. Like we all, we've all been in like bad relationships or before, whatever. But if it's like a string, it's like, yo. At what point? Like at some point, you had to have been like, you know what? I got to do better. And and may. And maybe with that, I got to do better. It was with me. But it, it's not going to be me because I don't want to help nobody on their journey. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's oh. not. You heard that, everybody? It's not going to be him. <laughs> it's not going to be him. He's no humanitarian. He's no yeah, I, I can't do it. Like <laughs> Captain Aliu. <laughs> I can't do it, bro. I, I can't, bro. Oh, okay, well, um, my perspective on this is that, like, I don't want to know. I don't want to know about exes. You shouldn't. I I feel like talking mm. about exes and talk, talking about like about weird heaven. things about like but like ew, like this is so anti romantic. Like let's talk about us right now in yeah, this that's moment. Not beautiful. And oh, all yeah, no, I definitely feel that. I definitely feel that. But oh, it's hard are? not to be like it's hard not to be like curious about that shit. Like what the fuck were you doing before me? I'm not. It's if it's if it's significant to like your emotional development or whatever, if it had a profound effect on you. Talk about it from that framework, how it impacted you, whatever. I don't want right. to know her name. I don't want to know specific things because it's like, not only is it anti-romantic, it, it's going to do this thing where it's like, you're, you're going to constantly think about that other right. girl. You're going to gonna look at her Instagram on the train and you're going to miss your stop because you're like, oh, what, what, <laughs> who is she? Like, you could get obsessed yeah, no, if, uh, Yeah, for sure. That's, that's, that's crazy. That's fucking insane. Mm-hmm. I just don't think it's healthy. And this is, I feel like, um, the less you know, the better in this situation. Obviously, talk about like your experiences in your past, and because those are formative and those are relevant. But like, do it from a framework that isn't anti-romantic. I also think a, and a few respectful things. too. Mm-hmm. Like, if somebody like told me that, I don't know, I just wouldn't talk to them again. Probably, like if they it just came out like out of the blue. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, like like yeah, like my like if you're just talking to somebody and they're like, yeah, my my so and so used to cheat on me all the time. I'd be like, oh, okay. <laughs> I'll be like, I. Right. What does that have to do with us right now? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
maybe maybe that's another thing too maybe people define themselves too much by their past experiences and their past interactions with people but the future is now the future is now <laughs> it's fucking now man let's focus on the future let's you think they're gonna have like a you think in the future they're gonna have like you're gonna make it so like instead of getting married you can just like <clears throat> you can just like join together in some type of way but you can like always separate. Like you can, they can just become a one person. A marriage? Oh. <laughs> no, no. But I mean, like, no, like literally, no you know how, voice. like, in Dragon Ball Z, they be doing a little fusion dance and they come together. No. I mean, like that. But like with marriage, you know how, like, in Steven Universe and shit with the gems. You want to fuse it, and become one. Yeah, you fuse and you really become one with that really person. That's really romantic of you. That's really Piscean of you. Mm-hmm. Pisces, I guess. Uh, is that like, do you guys, are you guys fuck with Pisces? Is uh, Pisces a fan club? I'm a Pisces moon, so I relate to you on a fundamental level. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I just think that Pisces can be really idealistic and dreamy and abstracted from reality, but it's also a virtue of ours, you know, like we're head in the clouds. Yeah, I think it's good. I, I, I mean, like I don't quality. know. Yeah. I realize I one thing I realized I have always really I've always really liked Virgos and like Gemini's. That's one thing I've peaked within the last few years. Hell yeah. I fuck with Gemini's and Virgos heavy. Like romantically. Those are always like the girls I'm like attracted to. I find out any anytime I like a girl, I ask them like when when are you like when were you like born? They usually like it'll be like, I'm a Virgo, I'm like a Gemini. I'm like, damn, I really have like a type. There's definitely like something to the astrology shit, man. I used to hate before. I used to be like, man, that's just stupid. But, you know, maybe it's something to it. I don't know. That bitterness, yeah. I, I feel like if men actually hated astrology, they would be indifferent towards it. This bitterness and, like, profound distaste. They're like, oh, astrology? Oh, f- fuck that. It's it's fake. Did you know? Like, I'm just like, you're doing a lot right now. If you really didn't fuck with it and you didn't agree with it, you would treat it like every other pseudoscience in the world, like nutrition. And you would just be like, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, and it's, it's, kidding, like, but... it's like, it's interesting. Like, it's just like, to me, it's just funny to read certain shit and be like, oh, yeah, I guess that is sort of like me, I guess. But I don't really take it to heart or anything. It's like fun. Mm-hmm. It's like a fun thing to do. You know, you, you make of it what you will. Some of some of it is more trivial than others. But I feel like my perspective on astrology is like if if we think about us existing as sentient beings on the earth within this planetary system under which like I mean, the position of the moon and the stars and the sun impact everything from like the days to the seasons to the, the ocean to like so many different things. It would be naive for us to think that it doesn't have an impact impact on us as individuals mm-hmm. so i'm like i I, th- I think it does i don't yeah, they I'm, say they say they say bitches born in june got the best pussy <laughs> that's what they be saying is that cancer yeah they be they, that, that's what they say you know it must be true damn yeah the best coochie <laughs> that's really what it'd be like, it be like we need a peer-reviewed yeah, study they say they say they, 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 they say they say niggas in march can fight <laughs> Aries and niggas be like, and niggas be like, hell yeah, that's me. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like me. a, it's like a self-attributional thing where it's like, oh, this is positive. This is so me. Yeah, bro, I fuck with it, bro. I read like, I remember I read the like Pisces Sun Aries Moon shit, and they was like, 
Yeah, man, you're real passionate and creative and uh, you don't take shit from nobody, but you're real sensitive too. I was like, hell yeah, that's me. <laughs> I'm like, these niggas got it on. These niggas got me on the 4K, man. I'm like, man, astrology, real. Got you figured out. It got me, man. I was like, man, I didn't know I was that simple of a person. <laughs> I thought it was way more layered than that. <laughs> That's when you get into your Mercury and your Venus and your Mars and the axis. Yeah. yeah, I don't even know. I don't know the rest of this shit. I just know. I know the top three. That's like a first aid activity. So whichever non-emotionally damaged women woman you found yourself <laughs> with, you guys can go over it and in depth in it. It'll be like a cute little activity. Yeah, this has been really really fun, Aliu. Like yeah thank you so much for yeah man i had to i had the time of my life like <laughs> hell yeah thanks again uh do you have any like socials you want to shout out i mean everybody should follow you on instagram yeah follow me on instagram and like tiktok and shit i'm finna start like uploading more shit i swear to god on my mother uh it's uh, a <laughs> a h l e e y o u l e u because that's my name Mm. great branding great marketing you see it I see the rise it. I to the top it. i feel it next up. Yeah, we'll link it in our uh show description as well um yeah and follow follow us as well dvn yes on ig at death by nuance well, yes yes <laughs> okay uh, well thank you for joining us you're welcome and... man i had a great time yeah. All right. Bye, everyone. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Peace. Peace.